Welcome to this week's Devon the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, got Paul Whiteside. Uh, how was your last two weeks been, Paul? Been a, been a while since we've done a podcast. Yeah, yeah, been all right. I know, busy at work and uh, and things like that. But uh, but yeah, I watched the, the Challenge Cup semi-finals last week and really enjoyed them. And as we speak now, I've just got the Huddersfield and Wigan game on tonight. Just keeping my eye on that. And uh, yeah, enjoyed the matches. Sorry, a bit of the Women's Cup final as well. Saints come back to beat Leeds. So so yeah, I kept kept ticking over with, with, with the rugby and that. And you see, I sometimes enjoy it when we get a weekend off because... Could be quite hectic when Salford are playing. So yeah, last week I just chilled out. I had a, had a drink or two on. Uh, well, I didn't. I was driving. I had a drink or two Saturday. We went to a 40th birthday party and uh, another one. This wasn't oh. a surprise one though. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Been okay. Been okay, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, good, good. Not been up to much really, to be fair. Um, did the garden today? Cut the grass. Did bushes with my dad. So you know it's uh, coming into summer when you start to cut your grass and bushes start looking overgrown. Uh, Paul. Well, yeah. And it, from what I've heard, there's a bit of an heat wave on the way, and all that they come in this week. And I mean, I'm working Saturday, so it's usually nice when I'm working. So, uh, so yeah. And we've got a game this weekend as well on a on a Sunday, which should be good. Weather looks good for Sunday, so we might get a nice sunny sunny afternoon. You know, down watching Salford and Leeds, which I'm looking forward to. Very good, uh, good fun that, and uh, loads to go on this uh, week's show. We've got to look back at all the games that we've missed in the last couple of weeks for Salford. Uh, all the big news come out the club, the world of Whiteside's rugby league report by by Paul, and we'll preview the game against Leeds. We'll start uh, with the matches that we've missed. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. Okay, Paul, so we'll start with uh, Salford's trip to St. Helens. Defeated 14 points to 10. Great performance for the boys, put the put the effort in, and they were fortunate to get beat. Yeah, it was a great performance. I mean, considering the you know the players that we had we had we had missing, really. We we struggled to, to name a squad, I think. I think Paul Rowley only named 20 players, didn't he? And I'm not taking anything away from the guys who played, but there's an awful lot of sort of Guys who would have been, you know, fully fit that have played. So we, I think a lot of us were fearing the worst. You know, the bookies had us about twenty-four points start, didn't they, on the coupon? So I went there thinking perhaps it's damage limitation. This, but what a performance from the lads who played. I mean, St. Helens brought all their players back at a full strength side out, and we absolutely rocked them. I thought gave him so much trouble on the night and. It was like a playoff match. It was a real intense game. And yeah, the players were absolutely outstanding in attack and defence. And to be honest, I thought they were pretty unlucky not to get something out of the game. I think they deserved at least a draw out of that game, as they did in the Wigan game. But uh, unfortunately, it was a great tackle uh, from... Uh, was it, uh, was it? Who was it now? Morgan Morgan Knowles, who, who charged back, wasn't it, and, and come up with that fantastic tackle on Chris Atkin that, that sort of robbed us of a. You know, we would have gone to a draw there, really, wouldn't it? And Atkin would have been kicking to win the game. So, great performance, but it's one of those you come away from it thinking played really well, played really well at Wigan, but you know the league table doesn't lie, does it? You, you don't get anything for playing well, so uh, so we need to put that right this weekend. But you know, everybody who was there, I think, was really proud of the effort of the players. Yeah, I thought, obviously, Chris Atkins set off then. I thought there was only one person I'd want uh, on an exception in the Salford shirt, and it would have been him. And to obviously get hauled down and sort of five metres out, uh, heartbreaking, really. But kind of shows how far we pushed the, the top teams. It's, you know, Wigan, Set Ellens, kind of shows how far that we've come, I think, Paul. And obviously, you're a bit of a stato. When we were got to the to the grand final, Paul Rally was in coming as coach consultant. Is that right? 
Yeah. Right. So I think I remember being back to back then, and we were week on week going up a level every week, weren't we? And yeah. they're doing his coaching consulting. And we got to a grand final off the back of our team at the time, finding new levels every every week. We well, fast forward to now, our team, uh, our squad is decimated by injuries. Um, you know, we're, we're we're managing to field a side, but every week we're playing at sort of the top sides, the Wiggins and, and the Saints and the Warringtons. But we're st- we're still able to reach the sort of high levels to compete with them, and it kind of shows. I thought, obviously, with Ian Watson. Got a lot of applause to, to get us to, to a grand final. But was Paul Rowley the, the, the secret? You know, he's, uh, he's he was there working his magic and it, it kind of mirrors what's happening now for me. Well, there's only one way of finding out, isn't there? You know, time will tell this season, won't it? You know, I, I was thinking the other day, We when you think about it, we've played quite a lot of tough away fixtures. You know, we've been to Wigan, we've been to St. Helens, we've been to Hull, you know, uh, we've been to Warrington. We're going to have quite a lot of games coming up in the second part of the season, home games. We've got two coming up now. We've got like to Wakefield. They've got to come to, to Salford, haven't they, as well? And you know, we've got winnable matches there. Where I mean, you can't say that too. Play every game's tough, but the, you know, there's there's games there where we could put a bit of a run together, and you start getting players coming back into the team as well. Like of Harvey Lovett, who's been out for for ages, and you know, you get them back, you've got a bit of a stronger side, and he could put a run together. So we'd have to see where that takes us. Uh, it's going to be difficult, but you know they must be buoyed by what they've seen the last few weeks. That the coaching staff, you know, because I certainly wasn't with the Wigan and the St. Helens performance. I think with a bit more composure and perhaps a little touch of rubber the green and a bit of luck, we could have won both those matches. I don't think we're a million miles off. So, um, so yeah, I think Paul Rowley will be happy with what he's seen, but we just need to make sure we can get a result this weekend. I think when we play Leeds now, we need to win that match because it's one in ten. We've only won one in ten, which is. It's poor form, really, that isn't it? So uh, you can have all the endeavour and you know all the effort you want, but you've got to win matches because effort won't keep you in the Super League. Mm. I think it's consistency in it, Paul. Really, that's that's mm. the thing. You've got to be consistently good. Yeah. But then, obviously, when you're when the chance comes, you've got to take it. And you know, it's it's difficult against a top team because chances don't come uh, very often. But now we're in a, a stage where we're playing teams around us. Um, if, if we show the same intensity and the same creativity and the same commitment to the cause, you know, we should uh, come away with points in at least a couple of them games. Yeah, and that's where you've got to be consistent. Consistency is the key word, isn't it, really? Because, you know, we've played games this season, you know, I think the whole KR game, we didn't play that well, did we, when we should have done And if we'd have been that intense... It was as it was against St. Helens, we'd have probably won that game. I think if we'd have played like that at Warrington, we'd have beat Warrington and the Catalan game at home. So you've got to you've got to switch it on every week, haven't you? I mean, we got absolutely walloped at Huddersfield, didn't we? And if we'd have played like we did at Saints, we'd have caused them all sorts of problems. So I think it's finding that level every week, which is that that's what separates the top sides from the bottom sides, like so Wigan and St. Helens are they're consistent at that level every week, aren't they, in their performance? And that's why they pick up the wins, don't they? So uh, so it's up to us now to to, you know, put it to put it to uh, practice, if you like. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we, we say we won in, was it 10, you said? Including the cup game, yeah, it's one in 10, yeah. So, obviously, but when you factor in the, the, the fixture list we've had in the last sort of, <laughs> sort of four or six weeks, it's been, yeah, it's it would been have tough. been a tough, tough gig for anyone, really. Yeah, certainly, yeah. It has been a tough run. I mean, Easter was tough with Warrington and Catalans, and then you come out of the back of that and had two away games that... 
at St. Helens and Wigan. We had a cup game away at Wigan, so that the, the cup draw wasn't um, exactly uh, kind to us either, was it? So it has been a tough run. It has been a tough run, but uh, like two home games now is the perfect sort of opportunity to kickstart the season. It's going to be difficult. Though. Leeds and Castleford are the two sides who've uh, who've been improving, haven't they? And their form has been uh, been picking up. So I don't think there's any any uh, any gimme matches in Super League. It's a tough composition. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about our, the reserves now. Uh, they were in action last week. They drew 34 all at home to Castleford. I went and watched the game. Uh, kind of did a, did a you went went uh, went shopping for milk and came back six hours later. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, it was a good game to be fair. Uh, Danny Barton's men, uh, you know, tested Castleford all the way. I thought they were very exciting. I thought both teams wanted to throw the ball about. Uh, Castleford had is it Blair second row? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in action uh, for player, them, and uh, I think he, he played Origin, I think, recently as well. So you, you could tell he was like one of their main players. But I thought our lad stood up to, to, to a you know a pressure from him. Lots of uh, you know promising performances. Johnny Openshaw, the, uh, sorry, the hooker, sorry, you know, very good round the rook, causing all kinds of problems uh, for Cass. Uh, Jacob Lee, we spoke about Jacob Lee before. The you know the Welsh uh, sort of loose forward. You know, he, he showed some good touches as well, and also for me. Nathan uh, Taylor and Miles Harrop, uh, we, we spoke about them before uh, on this podcast, on that left-hand side, were, were, were wonderful. You know, put Casper in all kinds of pressure. Well, it just shows you, I mean, I think Miles Harrop was... Um... He was in the squad for the for yeah. the St. Helens game, I'm sure he was. So he, he's on the fringes now. So Potter Rowley must think that he, he can do a job, or else he wouldn't have had him in there. So uh, that's testament to the work that Danny Barton's doing, and, and it's great to see that. You know, it's really good to see. So uh, it just shows the benefits of having a reserve team. It really does. I think it's, it's vital, really. You know, to to get those lads playing together. And uh, oh, sorry, just being attacked by my dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's vital to have that that going. And it sounded a good game as well. Thirty four points a, a piece is, uh, you know, it's an exciting game isn't it mm. so was it a good crowd down there as well there's plenty of people there yeah it was, a lot. it was quite a few people there a lot of uh, a lot of soul fans you know it's like it when them you know in the old, the old days of the 18 where you used to sit up on a friday night and you have the usual faces there there was lots of lots of faces so we were up 16-6 with about half, about 10 minutes to go in that first half then cast it back and scored three tries and it was a bit seesaw in that second half we uh, looked like we were going to score uh, and win the game and then I think we gave away a penalty which gave them a bit of a platform and uh, one, uh, I think the Castleford centre came over and dived over in the corner and then they missed a the kick to tie up at 34 all but yeah I thought it was a fantastic game I do Jenny want to get down to a sort of reserves or a ladies game because uh, you know we've got, we've got some talent in the in the ranks now yeah, we certainly have, and like I said, it's good to see the the, the reserves, you know, getting that sort of. Um, there's some good young players in there, and there's some players who are not not as young as the others, you know, experienced lads who are on the fringes. So it's good to see that happening, and it's it's good that Paul Rowley perhaps has got that to to pick into, especially when you've got loads and loads of injuries. But these lads can get a bit of experience as well. It's it's good going forward, but it shows you know people in Solver, the public of Solver, that there's a there's a there's a, there's a way in there. You don't have to be a superstar signing from Australia. You can you can work hard, and if you're making progress, you've got a sniff of getting into that first team. So uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 really good news that. Yeah, let's talk about the ladies now. They were victorious, two from two in the league. They beat Dewsbury Moor twenty eight points to sixteen. Paul, two tries from Steph Gray, one from Lauren Ellison. 
one from Alex Simpson, three goals from five attempts from Demi Jones. They got into a 16-4 lead at half-time and uh, Jews were pegged back to 16 apiece. And then uh, Steph Gray uh, came up with a big play uh, to take the lead back for Salford and then uh, scored uh, scored the, the clincher at the end to, to see Chris Bates' ladies home. Sounded a good game. You know, big comeback from, from Jewsbury, but uh, it just shows you we've got that experience now, haven't we? And, uh, you know, We've played quite a lot of games now, the ladies, haven't they? They've, it, it's difficult sometimes when a side comes back at you. Know, normally, the momentum changes, doesn't it? But they've, they've hung on in there and, and, and taken a game there when a side's come back at them. So, all this is um, is good experience going forward You know, in the, in the league now. So, uh, games are coming thick and fast, aren't they? It's good to see that they, they can come back in a game, you know, as well as taking a lead, but they can come back in and win a game like that as well. Yeah, I spoke to Chris Bates after the game. This is what you have to say. Coach's Corner. So we're joined by Sulphur Red Devils ladies, ladies coach Chris Bates. Welcome to the door, Chris. Um, morning, Rob. You're nice to have, nice to be on again. Um, and you've dragged me on video as well. You've been trying that for ages, but I've no excuses today, have I? Yeah, it's good to get you on the old Wi-Fi rather than walk around the field, Chris. Uh, makes a difference having to dad dodge them uh, satellites coming over and breaking up the signal. <laughs> oh, you're right. I mean, normally I'm walking around the field, aren't I? I normally do this when I'm... Um, when I take my stepson to, to play football, so I normally end up mooching around the field, but not today. You've got me. Good, good. So let's talk about the, the victory at the weekend against Jude Moore. Great result for your ladies. Yeah, brilliant, Rob. Um, I thought we, we made it really hard for ourselves. I thought we went away from some of our non-negotiables, so we saw plenty of kind of not putting a third body into contact and, and, and kind of helping us win the collision and that impacted on our line speed. And, um, and then equally, we had to bounce the team around a little bit, so... Um, we had Lucy going for, for training and trials with Ireland RL, which is fantastic for her, delighted for her. Um, we had Ness, who unfortunately was in a, in a bit of a bump in the car and she's a bit stiff and a bit sore, and um, but she's fine. Um, we just needed to look after her kind of to try and get her back in when's, when's right for Ness. We spoke about kind of player welfare at length on, on across these, which meant we had to move things around a little bit. So Lauren Ellison came in and did a cracking job at centre, but you know, Lauren's a fantastic winger. So you take a little bit away from a game when you ask her to run there, perhaps. Steph slotting at fullback again, did really well. Tons of heart, tons of desire. Um, but Lucy's our starting one. So, you know, Steph's relatively inexperienced in that position. And Megan Condoliffe went, went to um, went to loose, which was great. Um, she did a cracking job there. But again, you know, necessary 13 for a reason. Um, that's no not to, to Meg or any of those other players in that. But we have a starting strongest 13 and we weren't able to put it out on Sunday probably impacted on how we played and probably made the game a little difficult but you know we came through it tons of heart tons of desire and and we found a way to to win and I wasn't sure it looked that way when we were 16 all you know we conceded two tries really quickly and um yeah really 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 pleased with the results and we got everything out of that kind of that that squad of 18 that that we asked for really obviously getting pegged back to 16 all after leading 16 forward what does that sort of teach you about 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 your team and your squad um, if I'm if I'm dead honest, they just caught us. They just spotted a weakness, and in you know we we, we compress our defence quite a lot, mm. so that leaves our edges exposed, um, and that's that's fine when you when your line speed in the middle is okay, but our line speed in the middle wasn't okay, which allowed them enough time to to ship the ball wide really and catch us, um, and so they scored two trick two quick tries out of it, and when we came together under the sticks, I kind of put it to put it to them that it's kind of two ways this goes. You know, we could concede a third very quickly. We've we've talked about that before, to be fair. Um, 
because they're on a bit of a roll and the tails are up and it's their purple patch in the game. Um, or we could group together and we could show a bit of pride in the shirt. And we, it, I was convinced that if we lifted our line speed and and went back to doing what we do well, that that they wouldn't find that again. Um, and they didn't. And it, and it, you know, I was really proud of how they reacted to that because there are, you know, I've played in plenty of sides that that would have folded then. And and equally, we've all seen plenty of sides where you think they're on a bit of a roll and we don't know how to stop that roll. Well, clearly, clearly our girls do. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was tough to watch, but. We, we believed on the sideline that they could fix it if they did the right things and, and they went and did the right things. So I suppose that makes us right. Yeah. Obviously, sort of big moments of big games at 16-all. Steph Gray comes up with it with, with a try to turn the game. Yeah. I, I, and do you know what? What a try it was, right? So nothing. She beat 13 players. She didn't, you know, it, she didn't chip over and regather or anything like that. It was it was about kind of a, a bit of heart and, um, and a bit of being prepared to take the game by the scruff of the neck and I can't I can't speak highly enough of her, Rob. Um her attitude's incredible. She, so we flogged them about three weeks ago. Um and with about five minutes to go in that session, she she kind of broke down and said, Oh, by the way, I've got a kidney infection. <laughs> I just put you through. You never told me. I've just put you through fifty-five minutes of of hell, really, and yeah. and, and you've done all of it and, and won some of it. And, and <laughs> you tell me you've got a kidney infection. Wow. She just tells you everything you need to know about Steph. She's got all the skills and, and you know, mentally and, and with her heart, she's got it. So to tell you kind of how that try came about, um, fifth tackle, we're about 10 metres out um, and she ends up with a ball and I don't think she expected to. Just ends up, I think she was at plus one from the rook. Mm. So kind of goes through hand, someone gives it Steph and she went, I'm just going to run dead ad. And they were expecting a kick. I think we were expecting them to kick um, and she just put her head down and played over near the posts and caught them out. And, and she just ran straight and hard and it was almost as if you kind of saw her go, I'll sort this out. And, and she did. And and yeah, I think everything I've just told you about it probably tells you where that comes from. Yeah, brilliant try to 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 kind of win it for us. Yeah, and obviously doubles up with it with another try at the end to, to seal the victory. Um, obviously big moments, big players come up with them. And is that a kind of sort of a learning curve for her as well that, you know, when the moment comes, she can do it? I hope so. So I think, I think if I tell you, I tell you what, so when we first started training, um, I told Steph that I thought I wanted to be top try scorer in the league. Mm. Um, and she looked at me like I had three heads, <laughs> but she's quick. She runs hard. You, you see in the way she trains that she's champion. She, she just is. So I, I think that's absolutely an achievable aim for her. And I think she's starting to believe us now. Mm. So I think we've taken a player with with um, perhaps not the most confidence in the world, but but really, really kind of given her a framework to to thrive in. And and. We don't get any credit for that. All we do is set the framework. She then has to thrive, and and she's put all the work in and and to to kind of do that. So, yeah, I think I think it tells you well ultimately everything you need to know about Steph. Um, she probably came to us a bit low on confidence and is now well rip, one of the first names on the team sheet, ripping it up, getting all the plaudits for it as well. Delighted for her. Who else stood out for you in the uh, Jujmo win? Um, Taz for nine we ran a blood to water. Lobby ran a blood to water. Um, we. <laughs> Well, we put a lot on Taz, you know, so um, our line speed in the middle I've already talked about. We'd actually asked her, because we knew she was going to have to do 80 at nine, we'd asked her to defend wider. Um, and then she clocked our line speed was poor and she just ignored us and went to the middle and why well, she must have made 30 tackles. She's got a bit of dog in her as well. Hmm. Um, and then Lobby was great, you know, so um, again, just worked hard and just just really stepped up with a different style of leadership that she's never had to show before for us. So Lobby's a, a you know, do as I do kind of leader. She's not going to talk loads. 
Um, but she 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 did on Sunday because she she felt she had to. So she she really kind of pulled that out of the bag for us, and then followed very closely by Alex Simpson, who um, can't praise her enough. I thought she was devastating running with the ball, but but more importantly, she said all the right things at all the right times. So she was very much kind of on message, if you like, and having someone on the field who's the other side of the whitewash from you, who, you know, even in a collision can say, come on, we're, we're, we're bouncing off the line next, come on, line speed is really powerful. So so I think I'd probably give a shout to them three and then Meg did really well at loose. Um, we dropped her in there and, and for the first 10 minutes, she'll tell you, she was perhaps a little bit lost and perhaps kind of wanted to play a bit more than than um, than she needed to, but she got back to doing all the great things about her game. So yeah, there's, there's, there's four there and I've probably missed a couple. Um, but they, they probably jumped out at me on Sunday. Yeah, two wins from two games in the league. Uh, where do you think you are uh, as a team? Yeah, near the top. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm delighted with those, you know. So, so playing Warrington Lunas and then Dewsbury Moore mm. in, in the f- kind of first two games of the season and then we should have had Alton first was a really tough start. So to be two from two and... Um, and not a million points conceded, and yeah, delighted, delighted with where we're at. Um, I think now we can start to believe the hype, perhaps. But we've spoken for so long about how hard we've worked to be where we are. It's the same message from me with this: mm. we could win that league. I, I wholeheartedly believe it. I think we'd have probably said it quietly in November, but now I think people are waking up to it. That puts a target on our backs, so people are going to ramp up against us, and we've got to work hard to overcome that. Um, and equally, we, we've got to continue to develop. So we put some clips in the in the in the WhatsApp group this week of our shape. It's not perfect, you know. It's not straight enough. It doesn't commit. Doesn't quite commit to defender. But the really good tries, mm. teams will start to figure us out, and and we've got to keep working to make sure that we continue to kind of evolve and 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 mean that every week we get better and better. And if we do that, I don't see why we can't win that league. Um, if we don't do that, then you know we we'll end up kind of having a review at the end of the season, and, and we'll have to go again. Very much for me comes down to how hard we're prepared to work and how hard we're prepared to continue to develop. Yeah, this week's uh, different. Um, League Cup competition, uh, quarterfinals of Illingworth, uh, different kind of pressure. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. You can't get them wrong, can you? You, you if you lose that game, you're out. Hmm. Top and bottom of it. Um, I think we don't know anything about Illingworth again. Um, right. We're going to got some players in there who, who certainly deserve some minutes that we're that we're going to kind of roll in. Um, because of how they performed last week, so it won't be, you know, Lucy may well start at fullback, but we will we will have those conversations about well, actually, how's training gone, and 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 you know, is there a player there that on merit deserves to keep that that kind of starting spot, and we'll do that across the board. So yeah, a, an interesting challenge for us on Sunday, I think, um, an away trip as well. That were, you know, they bring something different. The fact they sat on a coach for nearly an hour, and then you've got to get into your into your, your game day routine. We've only done that once so far, so. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what Illingworth throw at us, and and you know, I'd like to think that's a game that I kind of back us to win. But um, you only need to switch off for for ten minutes, and the game's beyond you. Yeah, obviously it's a, it's a cup competition. Um, you've got to balance that with the league. Do we have a, a kind of a preference at the moment? Which one you'd put all your eggs in? Um, no, no. I think I think they bring different things to us. Um, I think we see the. The cup has a chance to develop some players. And I'm not saying that, you know, we'd be throwing the 18s in there or whatever and we don't care about it. We will pick strong squads in both. Mm. Um, and we, we want to make sure we split ourselves equally. But um, you've got players in there who've come up and up and up. We just talked about Steph, but um, 
you know, you've got young Epi on the wing. Epi's 17, came to us from Lee, mm. um, playing her first ever kind of set of of, um, of kind of open age matches. So the League Cup's definitely a chance to make sure she gets 80 minutes and continues to develop. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of use those opportunities, but I think we'll, we'll go strong in both, really. Yeah. Let's talk about things off the field uh, now, uh, Chris. You mentioned that Lucy McKeon as a trial for Isle Rugby League. You've got Alex Simpson, played for... Great Britain teachers uh, squad uh, to play England uh, universities. You know, what fantastic, fantastic talent you've got in that squad. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and we really support them with it, you know. So we, we want to, we've talked for all the way through this about developing players. And, and with that comes representative. And, and we can't then go, oh, no, 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 you can't go play for Ireland or you can't go play for GB teachers. What if you get hurt? This is amateur rugby league. So, mm-hmm. Those players want to be the best they can be. We coach them to try and be the best they can be. That's what drives us. And if that comes with credit and plaudits and, and representative stuff on the back of it, we completely support it. So Lucy hasn't trained on a Wednesday for a couple of weeks now. That that's not we're not sat in the background kind of um falling out with anybody or thinking, do we drop her or any of that? We know where she is, she's committed to us, um, and she's going into into an environment that will help her become a better player and, and, and we wholeheartedly support that. Um so when Lucy kind of rang us to say, look, you know, there's like three or four Wednesdays where I'll end up missing and and even, you know, I won't be available for Dewsbury, fine. You know, it's not it's not even a question. Get over to Ireland, get everything you can out of it, come back the best rugby league player you can be. Mm. Um, and, and and that's it's great for them. Um, Alex with GB Teachers, she came into our squad on trial with that, no problem. Um, we've another girl on trial, Brogan, a, a, a nine, who's coming over with even rugby union representatives. She's playing county. She can't make tonight. That won't negatively impact on her trial. We've got to support these players with that. I think they deserve it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Obviously, it grows the, uh, the the quality in the squad when you've got inter- sort of international representatives in the squad because everyone wants to be better, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we ask those players to bring things back to us. So if they pick up, whether it's a drill or a way of working or whatever on, on one of those camps, bring it back. You know, we, we don't know everything as coaches. You don't know what you don't know. So... If there's something you see there that in, in a different environment that you like, that you think would benefit us, we're all ears. Mm. Other news, one of our former coaches, Chris English, he's joined uh, Warrington uh, this week after leaving us. How do you feel about that? Yeah, OK. So I said last time about Chris when you asked me that um, we supported him and, and he, you know, he'd, he'd thrown himself into us and that doesn't change. That hasn't changed. Um I hope that he's found something at Warrington that kind of suits his personal circumstances. That was the reason he put to us for leaving. I'm also well aware that he knows what a talented squad we've got and, it, and he'll obviously have contact with some of those girls. So, well, frankly, if he comes knocking, I'll batter him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we wish him all the best, genuinely. Um, we we, we want to see... That we're all volunteers, aren't we? So, you know, maybe Warrington train different nights. Maybe they offer him a different set of responsibilities that kind of allows him to be kind of happier in his coaching and, and that's fine. For all, you know, all the best to him. Yeah. Uh, last week we took part in a nines competition uh, in Warrington. Two wins, one defeat. You know, great, great uh, performance by the ladies beat. Was it Castleford, the Super League team? Uh, must be proud of their efforts. Honestly, they, they were fantastic. So I actually wasn't there. You know, we're all volunteers. You, you know, I have a young family and I chose to protect that kind of bank holiday just for just for my lot, really. And so so I was out with my family, but but Dawn head coached it, Matt assisted and and, and they, they went they were brilliant. I got in loads of trouble for not being off my phone because I was checking results and getting giddy as they were as they were racking scores up. But um yeah, they were brilliant. And by all accounts they they gave a really good account of themselves and then you flick through Twitter after and there's loads of noise about 
know, have we made it into the the kind of the finals at the AJ Bell or have we not? Or have we a chance at the wild card? And and it's just brilliant to see people talking about about the girls. They've I, I can forever say it. They, they really deserve all the plaudits they've got. They, they've they've worked really hard for them, and, and and I'm just absolutely delighted for them. Yeah, talk about the wild card, Chris. Uh, obviously, hopefully, we might get an opportunity to to take that being the the, the home side. Oh, you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Um, so we showed up really well. We turned over a couple of two lead teams. We weren't far on missing out as kind of the. It was only points difference. I think we missed out to Wigan off the top of my head in kind of qualifying. I don't know properly, mm. but you know it's on our home turf. And we gave a really good showing. We're clearly disruptive within kind of women's rugby league, and we're clearly someone that people are, are talking about. And 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 we'd bring some fans in. So, you know, frankly, if you're the RFL and you don't offer it us, you're nuts. Yeah, so hopefully they're listening, Chris, and they'll be they'll be knocking on our door in the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, big thanks to us, Chris, and uh, good luck this week. Yeah, thanks very much, Rob. So that was Chris Bates talking to me after the game, Paul, and obviously you know he, he sort of uh, sort of looked at the game and, and obviously you know getting pegged back to sixteen pins. He thought uh, he got a good reaction from 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 the girls after that. And obviously you know some great players in 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 that team sort of keeping the momentum going and uh, you know two from two, good stuff. Yeah, it's a good start. I mean you can't fault that at all. It's an excellent start to to the season and it is it's an old cliche we say it all the time, don't they? But just keep knocking the wins off, don't you? And you approach every game you know with, with a fresh pair of eyes don't you so uh, but you can't argue with a start two wins from, from two is a, is a great start to the season yeah um, so that's all the, the, the reports uh, for the week and now we will look at what's going on in the world of the uh, Salford Devils so we'll start with the uh, re-signings uh, Paul Andy Ackers re-signed which is a which is a good start for us yeah, he did. Dion Cross, I think, uh, re-signed as well, didn't he, for 2023? But yeah, good to see Andy Ackers in there. And he's, he's vital, I think, building towards you know next season to, to get players under contract, isn't it? I mean, you don't want the... There's a lot of rumours in rugby league, isn't there, sometimes with the way the contracts finish and you know players can become unsettled and have their heads turned and things like that. So if you can tie down the majority of your squad for, for next season and, and, and the seasons beyond, I think that, that's great. It just gets that continuity there. And, you know, Paul Rulli can then build his, his side round... Um, the players that he wants, don't they? But the, the players that have signed, like I said, Dion Cross, I think he's he's earned his, his contract. Uh, I think he's been tremendous this season. A player that we didn't really know a lot about has come in and, and nailed the first uh, a first team place down, really, in, in the, the side. Yeah, obviously, Dion Cross has been uh, wonderful for us, hasn't he, since, he's, since he came. Uh, came in at centre now, came as a winger, but he's certainly uh, sort of made his mark and, you know, he's, he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet now. Uh, Callum Watkins has re-signed as well, uh, which is great. He's done really well since he's come back playing at second row. Um, I'm sure there's plenty more to go for for, for Callum, obviously, experienced uh, professional, been there, done it, he knows what's uh, expected and, and what it takes to be a, a player in a top team. Oh yeah, certainly. I mean, I think he played about twelve years at Leeds, didn't he, Callum Watkins? So he knows all about being in winning teams and, and, and winning trophies and things like that. And he's been a revelation since he, he come back from injury. Really, I think in the second row, he, he looks like he's he's found his home there. I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't play him in the three quarters, but at the moment in the second row, he's he's been absolutely awesome. His defence has been has been brilliant, and you know he's a real tough runner of the ball as well. And he has that bit of class about him. Does does Callum so? Uh, Good player to have around the squad as well, especially with young players. You know, he can he's got all the experience in the world. So I'm delighted he's signed a, a new contract for us. 
Yeah, also got a new signing coming in as well. Uh, Tyler Derpery uh, from Widnes. Josh Johnson's gone the other way. Uh, got to obviously wish Josh Johnson all the best. I think you know a good standard of fall for us. Always took his tackles, made his made his uh, drives, uh, and uh, you know wish him all the best. Yeah, he's only has he only gone long for the season though. He's not signed for permanently, has he? Or has he? I think it's twenty. I think it's the end of twenty twenty three. I think. Oh right, okay, right. I, I thought it was just for this season, but yeah, Josh Johnson's never let us down, has he? He's uh, he's been a good player for us, a tough forward as well, and uh, and the new lad coming in, Tyler. I mean, he, he looks a big lad, doesn't he? I think he's been around Salford before. He's, he, I think he might be a Yorks lad. You know, I might be, I might be wrong, but I know he was at was he at Leeds, and yep. he's been at Witness as well for a while now. He he looks like he's he's. He's ready to take this chance now from the interview I saw with him on uh, on the club's website. So, looks a big lad, big talented lad, and he's exactly what we need. You know, we need some size. People have been saying that. Supporters have said that to me. You know, we need some size in that pack. We need some aggression in that pack, you know, to add to what we've got. And, um, you know, he could be the answer there. So, uh, and especially at the moment with us having so many injuries, it, there's a fair chance that he's going to get thrown straight in. And, you know, as a, as a young player... I think that's what you want. You want to be thrown into the fire there, don't you? Show the show Paul Rowley, Kurt Agate, Danny Orr what you can do. So, uh, so yeah, I bet he's relishing his, uh, his challenge in front of him now. Yeah, he's 22, uh, come from Witness. He was in our uh, development academy in 2016. Um, so, he's, he's technically coming home, Paul. Yeah, well, I thought that. I thought I recognised his name and then I read something that, that he, he was at Solver and I'm, I'm sure I recognised that. So, so yeah, there's been a few players like that, hasn't there, who've, who've sort of come back and, and, and just it just shows you, doesn't it, the, the vital, you know, it's vital to have an academy, it's vital to have a player pathway. You know, as soon as you get rid of that, you, you're behind the eight ball and chasing other teams, aren't you? I mean, I've just got the, the Wigan-Huddersfield game, as I said before, the amount of youngsters there, Wigan youngsters that are playing tonight, the amount of players they've brought through over the last four or five years, their, their club, same with St. Helens, you see it every week, don't you? The players that come through there, so uh, so it's vital to have that in place. Yeah, I've watched uh, some highlights of his on YouTube, and he is an, he is a unit. Uh, a lot of people say, "Oh, our forwards aren't big enough." He's ill. He's half half the problem solved for me, uh, Paul. It, obviously, he's a young he's a young kid still developing, uh, but if uh, if uh, Paul Rowley can can mould him into a, into a, a a nasty prop, uh, we've got a, we've got one on our hands there. A big nasty middle, as they say. Yeah, yeah, he sounds like he's about the size of two forwards. So, <laughs> yeah. so we've got a good start there, haven't we? Especially with Callum in the pack as well. And one player who I've been impressed with the last couple of weeks is Jack Armroyd as well. Mm. I think he's been been great for us and found a new lease of life. I think with Jack, it was he just needed that bit of confidence. But his aggression and the way he ran and the way he tackled against St. Helens, he looked a real handful. So I'm hoping he can take that into this game against Leeds. You know, his former club at the weekend. Mm. Yeah. Uh, other news, ladies were in nines competition uh, at Warrington last week. 1-2, uh, lost one, beat Castleford, who were a Super League side, beat Overton, but then lost to Huddersfield in the in the sort of the final playoff uh, game. Um, so missed out as, as an automatic place for the finals day, which is the AJ Bell. But there is a wild card entry to be selected yet. So you're hoping Chris Bates ladies will be a shoe-in for that. I think Chris Bates says there was only behind Wigan in the uh, the points difference. So you're hoping that we're going to be in with a with a shout for this wildcat. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, we were talking about this on, on Solvid Radio, weren't we, about the uh, the wildcat and that. Maybe you were chatting about that. And I think uh, you seem to think there'd be a shoe-in for it. So uh, let's hope so. I mean, you started the campaign, haven't you, for us to get this wildcat. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I think it'd be great if if they did. I think it'd be an opportunity missed if we didn't. Uh, an opportunity missed for the rugby league, really, because you know the, the the good news story of women's rugby league. Well, one of them has been has been Salford ladies. So especially being at the AJ Bell, I think it adds to the atmosphere, and you probably get a lot of Salford supporters turning up as well with it being there. So uh, so we'll have to watch the space, and hopefully we'll get that that wild card because to win the two matches out of the three on that that day of the of the the nines was was a really good effort. I thought. Mm, yeah, they were. I would say they were fantastic. I think there was a meeting or something, so hopefully we'll be hearing soon uh, what what's going on there, Paul. The Casper Games is a community event. Uh, lots of schools and, and clubs uh, are going to be attending like last time. It was, it was the Leeds game. I think it was the Leeds game, was it? Yeah, that was. So hopefully they'll yeah. be as, as successful uh, this time. I know uh, Paul Trainer uh, and... Matt Carr want to come on and, and, and sort of talk about, which is great. So hopefully we'll have them on next week and they can tell us all about uh, what's going on. Yeah, so yeah, I think, I'm sure it was the Leeds game this season because we, we sold like loads of tickets, didn't we? we did. to uh, yeah. Or give loads of tickets away. There was loads of children there, school children there, the East Stand, and it, was a, it generated a great atmosphere, didn't it? And they all went away with autographs and the players were over there. And it was a real special night. We got a good win as well, didn't we? So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It should be a, another, you know, really exciting uh, game. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the coaching cinema for the local coaches being held by Paul Rowley and Kurt Haggerty's uh, next week. So all the uh, amateur clubs and coaches want to go down and pick the brains of uh, the coach, the head coach and the assistant coach, get down and, and, and do that. Yeah, certainly. They both got a lot of knowledge to pass on there, Paul Rowley and, uh, and Kurt Haggerty. You know, Kurt's coached at Lee, hasn't he? And uh, Pilkington Rex, I think, as well, uh, as well as doing a great job at, at Salford. And, I've I've been lucky enough to speak to him a couple of times, and he's a quite quite a softly spoken guy, isn't he, Kurt? But he he knows his stuff. He really does know his stuff. So if you can get to that, I'm sure you'll learn a lot. Yeah. Uh, other news. Obviously, if you're going to away games, I know we've got a couple of home games coming up, but in the the next run of fixtures, when we do get away games, if you are wanting to 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 go to the game, why not buy your ticket from the club? The club get 25 percent of every ticket they sell, um, which will put uh, money in the uh, in the coppers. Um, and help us buy players, possibly. Yeah, I always try and get my tickets. So maybe dad's away tickets from from the club. It's it's just handy, isn't it? If you if you're passing the AJ Bell with my job, now I'm all over the show. But I normally try and do a bit of a detour to the ticket office if I can remember when it's open. <laughs> uh, I've got that screenshotted on my phone now. The uh, the opening time. So yeah, any any sort of money you can you can pass along to the club. I think is. Uh, is great. I've noticed on the, the, the website, not the website, the Facebook page, I think it's at the moment, if you click on some of the pictures, it tells you how much shirts are and things like that. They've linked mm-hmm. it up quite well, haven't they? So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's all important, isn't it? These sort of um, revenue and uh, revenue streams. Yeah, talking about revenue streams, the, the club have brought out a, an, an all-black um, merch, we'll call it. Paul, it's good. It looks pretty good. I'm sure people will be running to the, uh, to the old internet to uh to, to purchase that yeah and i've seen a few people mention that i've not really had a, had a proper look at everything yet but um i saw some good reviews for that on on twitter and, and facebook and don't forget you've got the magic shirt as well which is i think sold pretty well but the the, the two shirts this season the home and away shirt i think we've got a really good kit we? no one's really said much about the kit i think been impressed with the kit this season it, it looks nice and we seem to have done well with that. The merchandise. I'm still after one of them bucket hats for my holidays. I keep seeing <laughs> that green one in the crowd. I saw somebody with it on at St. Helens uh, for a brew at half time. So I fancy one of them. I might treat myself to one of them for when I'm on my holidays. So if uh, VX3 Apparel are listening, Paul wants a bucket hat. A green or a red. Uh, I wonder what I, I want. 
could do with like a, a coat, really. What would, what, would, what would Parky want? He likes his bobble hats, doesn't he? Bobble hats for Parky. <laughs> so, yeah, get yourselves, get yourselves on the internet and purchase a new Blackout uh, collection. And, uh, and yeah, fill your boots. Uh, other news, business networking event being held uh, at Salford. I know we've we've had one of these before where local businesses all get together um, and obviously network, and it's great the club have, uh, you know, done this again. Yeah, it's good to see the club being at the heart of things, isn't it? And, you know, allowing businesses to, to come down and, uh, and communicate with each other and work with each other. I think I think it's great. You know, it's like it's a hub of the community, isn't it, the, the stadium at times. And that's what we want, isn't it? We want people to be involved from all walks of life you know businesses included so uh so yeah that's what the a community stadium is all about yeah it's on the 19th of may uh 9 a.m to 11 a.m at the aj bell more like a i think it's like a breakfast meeting thing which is which is great obviously if you, you have a business you know and, and you want to network it's now do a place to, to to go and uh promote yourself and and, and hopefully get more uh links up yeah, it certainly is. And we, we need that, don't we? We need those businesses and sponsors and, and things like that to be on our side, don't we? Yeah, it's obviously, you know, exciting. Obviously, with sport, sort of business is, is a big part of it, isn't it? And if, if you know, the club can, can get links with local businesses in the, in the community, it only helps, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course it does. Yeah, I mean that that's where your revenue, a lot of your revenue comes from, doesn't it? Sponsorship, and if you look on the shirts and things like that, and I've just like I said, I've got this match on here now. And you look at the the shorts that Huddersfield and have got on. There's all sorts of names and sponsors on them, but a lot of people don't like it. The supporters have said to me, or don't like all the names on the shirt. But I think in this sort of times we're living now, it's a very, very vital income for the club. And if you spoke to Paul King. The, the money that they must get for those, you know, to have your name on the back of the shorts or your business, you're probably talking a substantial amount of money. So that, that helps the club. So, uh, so yeah, businesses in being involved with a club is, uh, is is vital. It really is. Yep. Other things going on. 31st of May, Lance Todd Trophy Dinner. Paul, you've been to to a couple of these. They're always uh, great events. Oh, they certainly are. They're great. I'd, I'd love to go to this one, but I'm just going to have to see how how things are at work and where I'm working and what have you. But it's a great night, you know. The Marriott's a lovely hotel, and um, you know there's a fair chance that you know Watto could be there. You know, if well, I don't know whether he's going or not, but if Huddersfield win, he'd probably be there, won't he? And there's a fair chance a Salford player could win it, an ex-Salford player could win the uh, the Lance Todd. There's plenty of them in the in the Huddersfield team, isn't there? So, uh, so yeah, it is a good night. You get a lot of stars there. You know, a lot of ex-players and ex-winners. I mean, Malcolm Reilly was there when I went, and Brian Lockwood, and one or two others. And these are these are big names in rugby league, and just be sat on the next table to them it's uh you know for a rugby league geek like me it's a bit fascinating so uh so yeah if you get a chance to go there's always a good comedian on and you know you get to hear some great rugby league stories so i'd recommend it highly recommend it yeah 31st of may Worsley marriott um dave woods and adrian marley are hosting it awards music comedy night levels is going to be there the 2021 uh, winner tickets are 60 pound if you want a table of 10 it's 600 quid uh, with drinks on arrival. If you want interested, obviously want to enjoy the, the night, uh, contact john.blackburn at salfordcc.ac.uk or ring him on 077 Hopefully they'll get a good turnout there and it'll be a, a cracking night. Uh, other news, Wigan game uh, has now moved to a Friday night, Paul, obviously with, uh, with Sky. A bit disappointing because you, you think you get a bigger crowd on on Sunday, but it'll still be a good night. 
It works both ways, doesn't it? I've heard that argument before. You get a lot of people who whose kids play rugby and amateur clubs saying they don't like the Sundays because the the, the kids are playing in the morning. So mm. and then you get Friday. Friday, night, I suppose you're off school the next day, aren't you, for, for the youngsters and whatever. And it's lighter nights now. So uh, to be honest, it doesn't really bother me too much. And if I'm personally speaking, I could probably get there from from work on a Friday. I just usually try and plan my work so I can get there. So it's not too bad it's not too bad but I understand where people are coming from I, I do because it, they do tend to get moved pretty quickly and then you get people who say well Sky call the shots don't they and which they do they, they put a lot of money in don't they and what have you so uh, it's difficult it's just frustrating I think I've read a few stories on Facebook I think where people have booked hotels and booked train you know if you don't live in Solver or you live down south or whatever and you're working it must be frustrating that but uh, the, the, the world we live in really isn't it with the way Sky dictate with the, the games they have on the telly yeah uh, two of our players uh, were involved in representative games uh, this week Paul Nathan Taylor he played for England Uni and uh, Alex Simpson she played for Great Britain Teachers uh, this weekend uh, this week sorry so both uh, you know representing uh, you know Salford on the on the big stage yeah, certainly. It's great, great. Another great story for us, isn't it? The way people are being recognised now. We're getting a lot of publicity, and that's what happens when you get, you know, more teams at the club. You know, reserve team there, ladies team, and you know, disability teams and things like that. So there's a lot more people representing the club now. So, uh, and we're getting the, the the good publicity for it, as I say. So it's good, good news stories to see. Yeah, talking about the uh, Learning Disabilities team there in a festival in Hull on Saturday. Uh, Heather Robinson, uh, you know, going up there with with a with a crew and hopefully uh, sort of playing some good rugby. Yeah, I know they, they they're really enjoying it, and there's there's um one of the lads who plays is he, he works with. Well, my dad drives him at his job um, to his day centre and things like that. So uh, he's been speaking to my dad about, it and he's absolutely buzzing when he sees him on a Monday when he's when he's played. And, that. and he, my dad says it's just great to see, you know, the the twinkle in his eye when he's telling him about playing and that. So uh, and he's representing Salford. So it is a is a great story. That and I think that's been another good news story of the season. The amount of people who've been involved with that, and uh, you know, it's only going to grow as well, isn't it? So uh, so brilliant. Yeah, so that's all the, the news, Paul. And now uh, we'll see what's going on in the world of rugby league with Whiteside's World of Rugby League report. A bit this week, we'll start off with the Northwest Men's League on Saturday, the 7th of May 2022. It was a troll. Here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report and Life Outside Rugby League. We'll mix it up a bit this week. We'll start off with the Northwest Men's League on Saturday, the 7th of May 2022. It was a trophy. Walney Central 22, Salford City Roosters 28. In Division 1, Folly Lane 18, Hares Finch 20. Lee Minor Rangers A38, Berry Broncos 0. In Division 2, there was a couple of fixtures, but there were no results for Hindpool Tigers against Caddy's Head Rhinos. Pilkater X8 against Washington Lions as well. A couple of postponements in there also. In Division 3, Wollstone Rovers A42, Rochdale Mayfield A14. In Division 4, South and East, Burton Woodbridge 20, Higginshaw 16. Langwither Reds 18, Waterhead Warriors A10. Oldham St Anne's A12, Clockface Miners A28. And in Division 5, Tameside Knights were beaten home to Ashton Bears 
A by 56 points to nil. On Saturday the 14th of May, Division 1, these are the fixtures. Folly Lane are at home to Lee Minor Rangers A. Division 2, Salford City Roosters entertain Pilkington Rex A. West Hart and Lions are at home to Walney Central. In Division 3, Rochdale Mayfield A are at home to Thatto Heath Crusaders B. Division 4, South and East, it's Waterhead Warriors A against Burtonwood Bridge. <coughs> Excuse me. Division 5, Bolton Mets face Inch Rose Bridge A. Runcorn Highfield, that's a name from the past, they're at home to Tameside Knights. Well, moving on to the Northwest Youth, under 18s, Lancashire Cup, weekend just gone. Inch Rose Bridge, 26, Waterhead Warriors, 16. Uh, moving back towards the under 16 Lancashire Cup, Ashton Bears 28, Waterhead Warriors 14, Folly Lane 22, Saddleworth 32, Halton with Hornets 52, South Ra- Trafford Raiders 0. In the North West Plate under 16s, Hindley 68, Salford City Roosters 6, West Horton Lions 14, Rochdale Mayfield 20. The fixtures for Sunday, the 15th of May, in the under 18, Saddleworth Rangers are at home to Lee Minor Rangers. Waterhead Warriors face Halton Farm with Hornets. That's in the Premier Division, Division 1 of the under 18s. Crossfields are at home to Salford City Roosters. In the under 16s, Division 1, Folly Lane are at home to Rochdale Mayfield. West Hart and Lions play South Trafford Raiders. Division 2, Salford City Roosters are at home to Waterhead Warriors. And Saddleworth Rangers face Dalton. Well, there's four fixtures in the National Conference League involving our uh, local sides. I thought we were going to get a full house this week and four wins, but we didn't. Uh, Rochdale Mayfield, they beat Siddle by 19 points to 18 in the Premier Division. Saddleworth Rangers beat Milford 38-16 in Division 1. In Division 3, Shawcross Sharks 22, Oldham St. Anne's 10. And Waterhead Warriors had a big win. They thumped Eastmoor Dragons by 76 points to 6. The fixtures for this week in the Northwest. Sorry, National Conference League. In the Premier Division, it's Thato Heath Crusaders against Rochdale Mayfield. That'd be a tough trip for Mayfield. Division 1, Kells face Saddleworth Rangers. And in Division 3, Lee East are at home to Waterhead Warriors and Oldham St. Anne's faced East Leeds. So in the leagues at the moment, Rochdale Mayfield mid-table. They've won four from their nine fixtures so far. Saddleworth Rangers are currently third bottom in Division 1 with two wins from eight. In Division 3, Waterhead Warriors are doing really well along with Oldham St. Anne's. They're both fourth and third and fourth, sorry, respectively, with five wins and four defeats feet so far so both those sides doing well they'll be pushing towards promotion to that division two well before we have a look at the domestic scene and the challenge cup we'll go over to australia now and it was nrl round number nine south sydney rabbitos 12 brisbane broncos 32 i thought that was a bit of a shock result for brisbane to go and win there canberra raiders 14 canterbury bulldogs four was a final result Penrith Panthers were beaten at home to Parramatta Reels by 22 points to 20. That was definitely a shock result. I think Penrith losing their first game of the season. Manly Seagulls 36, West Tigers 22, Sydney Roosters 44, Gold Coast Titans 16, North Queensland Cowboys 36, Newcastle Knights 16, Melbourne Storm, they continue their good winning run. They beat St. George Illawarra by 42 points to 6. And Cronulla Sharks won. They beat New Zealand Warriors by 29 points to 10. So at the moment, the league... Is uh, as follows, Melbourne are top with 8 wins and 1 defeat, Penrith Panthers are second on points difference with 8 wins and 1 defeat, that is North Queensland Cowboys, Cronulla Sharks, Parramatta Reels, Sydney Roosters, Manly Seals and Brisbane Broncos making up the playoff spots. So the fixtures for this week, there's two games on Friday, all these matches are on Sky Sports if you've got that and can watch them. Friday uh, the 13th, it's Canterbury against Newcastle, that's 9 o'clock. Manly Seagulls against Brisbane, that's an 11 o'clock game. On Saturday, there's three fixtures. New Zealand Warriors face South Sydney Rabbitohs at 6am. Gold Coast Titans face St. George Illawarra Dragons at 830 
and Melbourne Storm play Penrith Panthers at 10.45. That should be a cracker, that. Sunday, the 15th of May, it's Cronulla Sharks against Canberra at 4.50am. Sydney Roosters against Paramount Reels at 7.05am. And West Tigers are against North Queensland Cowboys at 9.25am. So if you like your Aussie Rugby League, Saturday and Sunday mornings, get your breakfast, get a brew, and you've got three cracking matches both days running there to watch. Well, finally this week, we'll have a look at domestically. It was the Challenge Cup semi-finals at weekend at Ellen Road. Double header, two cracking matches. I managed to watch most of them. And uh, I watched most of the first game between Wigan and Saints. What a belting game that was. St. Helens 18, Wigan Warriors 20. St. Helens were trailing 14-0 at half-time to Wigan. Storm back in the second half to lead 18-14. Then uh, it was uh, Liam Marshall who got a breakaway try about 11 minutes from time to uh, to tie the game up for Wigan. So a great win for Wigan. They're off to, uh, to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the final. Huddersfield Giants, they beat Hulkingston Rovers convincingly 25 points to 4 the Rovers got a try from Sean Kennedy with 3 minutes to go but it was a cracking match for, for Huddersfield great win for them tries from Josh Jones in his senior Jermaine McGrilvery Theo Farge dropped a goal as well with 20 minutes to go so uh, so a cracking win for Huddersfield and, and Ian Watson good luck to them in the final against Wigan it should be a cracking final that the AB Sundex 1895 Cup semi-finals you know, for a place at, at, uh, at Tottenham Stadium as well. Featherstone won at Barrow, 46 points to 6. And Lee Centurions were given a scare by Sheffield the Eagles. The Eagles led 10-6 at half-time. Chris Wellham got an early try there, but Lee uh, ran away with it in the second half. Sort of in the last 20 minutes, really. Last 15 minutes, they got three tries. And Ed Chamberlain got, got over a try. Chris Inu kicked five goals, and it was Lee 30, Sheffield Eagles 12. But a cracking effort from the uh, Sheffield Eagles. In Betfred Championship Round 10 last Monday, Barrow 18, York City Knights 30. This weekend, it was Betfred, League One, Round 7. Doncaster nil, North Wales Crusaders 46. The North Wales Crusaders stayed top of the table with 7 from 7. Hunslet 52, Cornwall 16. Rochdale Hornets 44, Midlands Hurricanes 24. Swinton Lions got back to winning ways. They beat London Scholars by 58 points to 14. And West Wales 4, Keith Cougars 46. But the way West Wales have been playing, I think they had about a 70 point start on the coupon at weekend. So to keep Keithley to 46 points, that's a good effort from West Wales Raiders. So North Wales Crusaders stayed top, as I said, with 7 wins from 7. Keithley a second with 6 wins from 6. Those two sides are both unbeaten. Then follow Rochdale Hornets, Swinton Lions, Doncaster and Hunslet in the playoff spots. The fixtures for this week. Uh, Betfred Championship, Friday night. London Broncos are at home to Newcastle Thunder. On Saturday, Betfred League One, it's London Scholars against Doncaster, North Wales Crusaders against Oldham is a tea time kickoff. The Betfred Championship on Sunday, Barrow face Workington in a Cumbria derby. Bradford at home to York City Knights. Dewsbury face Featherstone. Halifax Panthers against Sheffield Eagles. Witness Vikings against Whitehaven. And there's a couple of fixtures, three fixtures in fact, in Betfred League One on Sunday. Cornwall against West Wales Raiders. Hunslet against Swinton. And Keithley Cougars against Rochdale Hornets a week. Uh, next Monday, the 16th, there's a match as well. That's on Premier Sports between Batley Bulldogs and Lee Centurions. That's a 7.45 kickoff on May the 16th. That's all I've got for you this week. We've been going there for nearly eight minutes. So, a uh, bit of a marathon one this week. Take care, have a good week, and I shall see you on Sunday for Salford against Leeds. So that was your report, Paul, uh, on what's going on in the world of uh, rugby league. And now we'll look forward to the matches uh, being played this weekend. <laughs> So we'll start, uh, Paul, with the reserves. They're away at St. Helens uh, this weekend. It's going to be obviously a tough contest. Saints are a good side. Tough place to go. We never win there, do we, Rob? No. <laughs> 42 years as we won in that town. So, yeah, it'd be great to see the reserves get a result there. But... Uh, 
But yeah, it'll be tough. It'll be tough, you know, say they've got quality, haven't they, right through their, their side. But these are the tests you, that you want now. Those those reserve players will be looking for a test, won't they? And, uh, you know, like I said, Jack Stevens, who's been getting rave reviews in there. Perfect for him to test himself against uh, some good players from St. Helens. So wish them all the best and hopefully they can, uh, can come away with a good result. Yep. Uh, ladies are in League Cup action. They're away at Illingworth on Sunday. Uh, be a big game. Obviously, we, we spoke to, to Chris Bates about it on the, the previous podcast. If you want to listen to it, he'll, he'll give you sort of a preview of what's going on there. And, you know, it'll be a tough contest, obviously. You know, it's uh, it's quite a final. Anything can happen. You win that, you're in a semi. And then uh, it's, uh, you know, and you only want to play from the final then. That's it, yeah, another big game. They're coming thick and fast out of these matches now and big tests, you know, another big test against quite an established club in Illingworth. You know, a lot of tradition there in that in that part of the world. So another big game. But you're just gonna keep taking these games one at a time. As you said, get through this one semi final. But I'm sure the players, coaching staff, Chris Bates won't be thinking about that semi final. You've got to get through this game first. And it's not gonna be easy. Not gonna be easy at all at the weekend. So uh, fingers crossed we can get through and uh, get into that semi final and then who knows. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, getting to it semi-final would be it would be a massive sort of moment for the club, and we obviously we don't know when the when the semi-finals you be played, but you're hoping that it won't clash uh, with with a with a with a with a men's game, even if it, even if it does, you know. If, it, if it's earlier in the day or whatever, or if you just fancy going watch the ladies and have a, half a chance of going uh, to see him getting a final, you know, it's half a, it'd be fans who want to watch that. Yeah, there certainly will be, yeah, and uh, especially in the first season to to get to a to get to a final would be uh, be be a great achievement, wouldn't it? So uh, fingers crossed for this week another big performance and uh, see if we can turn uh, Illingworth over. Yeah, uh, men they are in action at home to Leeds. Paul, it'll be obviously we beat them before earlier in the in the in the campaign. Got a new manager now though, uh, so it might be a bit different. Yeah, I believe it's his first game in charge, isn't it, Rowan uh, Smith? Um, mm. Son of Brian Smith, isn't he? he? Used to coach at Bradford and, and Hull quite a few years ago now. So, uh, yeah, he's coached over here before. He coached Bradford, Bradford Bulls, I think, a few years ago, didn't he? And uh, they've, they've obviously brought Zach Hardacre back as well at Leeds. So there's been a bit of a, you know, some some off the field stories and, and good news stories for the club that's probably give them a bit of a boost. I was looking at their uh, their form. I think the last five games they've won. Th- two I think drawn one and the two defeats they had have been really close games so they've improved from the start of the season they were really poor and they couldn't buy a win could they so they have been making improvements there and I think you'd see a different lead side to the one that we beat earlier in the season so we need to be switched on and uh, you know I'm confident we can come away with the with a result I think it depends injury wise I know we spoke to Paul Rowling Kurt after the Saints game and, and they said Reese Williams would be out um, he's picked an injury up I can't remember what the injury was he said he'd give it a fancy name and I can't remember what it was <laughs> Um, Alex Gerrard I think is out as well so hopefully we've got some players that, that are on the way back and we, we can pick a decent side to, to play at least it's a perfect opportunity to you know against Leeds and Cast now to, to really kick start the season we, we, we're desperate for some points aren't we so uh, I'm hoping we can turn Leeds over Yeah we've had the two weeks off uh, well, sorry a week off Paul so it's it's kind of gives us a chance to rest a few players and you know you know, recover a few injuries, and you're hoping after that bit of a rest, we'll be fired up, ready to to beat Leeds on Sunday. Well, yeah, I mean, just thinking back to that that Saints game, there it was, it was it was tough because you come out of the back of East and then play Wigan, hmm. and 
you know, the, the, some battered and bruised bodies there, wasn't there? Particularly for that Saint Helens game. It was a tough, tough game. That and Paul Rowley was saying that after the match, wasn't it? You know, the, the rest has come at really the right time. And he was on about giving the players some time off really to rest. They weren't going to be doing any training because they were that shattered. So, you know, it, it's a tough gig, isn't it, sometimes, rugby league? And when you've got a small squad, you're asking a lot of the players, aren't you? So I think this, this sort of fortnight break that they've had, you know, um, it's probably done them the world of good to just just rest their bodies a bit and um, have a bit of time off, and you know, um, you'll get a bit of um, juice in the tank, as you like to say. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully we've got a decent side to pick from, and you know, Leeds are Leeds are the same. They've been the same boat as us, haven't they? They've got a few injuries and in that as well. So uh, it should be an exciting game, though. They always bring a decent following, don't they? And uh, you know, our record's not brilliant against them, but we have got better, haven't we, the last few seasons? I mean, we couldn't buy a win against them, could we? I think they've won 45 out of 51 against us in Super League, so it's a terrible record, but it has got better over the last few years, so uh, looking forward to it. I think it should be it should be a good game on, on the weekend, and, you know, who knows whether Zach Hardacre's going to play. I, I know he's uh, made positive sort of return from his the seizure that he had or something they were saying, didn't they? So, uh, you know, it'll be a big plus for them as well, so, you know, uh, it should be a good game. Yeah, who do you, you look out for as being the danger men? I'm thinking Liam Sutcliffe. I'm thinking yeah. Leeming. Yeah, Leeming's always uh, Leeming's always good, isn't he? And the, the other hooker as well, Dwyer. I think he's always uh, he's always quick around the road. But Cruz Leeming's a, a very very key player for for Leeds. Uh, Richie Myler, if he's fit, I heard that he could possibly play because I know he's been out injured for a while. He always seems to play well against Salford and always seems to score. Uh, Matt Pryor, I think, suspended. Um, Matt Pryor's a, a big forward for them. You know, makes a lot of yards. Real grafter in the pack. I like him. I think he's a real unsung hero, but I think he's suspended. So that's a bit of a bonus for us. Um, I'm also looking for the, the Salford ex-Leeds players and the Salford teams play well. You know, King Von Iowa mm. had a great game against Leeds, didn't he, earlier in the season? And, and Jack Ormond as well, ex-Leeds player. You'd be hoping they're going to be fired up for this game and, you know, showing their old club what, they, what they're missing. So, um, so yeah, They've, they've got some good players, Leeds, haven't they? Hardacre's a good player if he plays, but obviously he's been away for a while, hasn't he? So he's coming back into a new system there. It could take him a bit of time to uh, to adjust, but this is a game that could go either way. I think it's uh, it's going to be a tight one to call. Yeah, and obviously first home game in a month, Paul. Obviously, a lot of fans obviously waiting to, to see the Reds at home again. It'll hopefully be a, a good atmosphere and uh, we'll come away with it. Yeah, I'm sorry, mate. I'm just sliding down the couch. Yeah, move <laughs> on the floor. Slightly yeah. this way. Move slightly to your right. Otherwise, your head's going to be out of the shot. There we go. There we go. I'm back there on. Now I'm falling off the couch. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I've said this before. I don't understand why we can't play home and away, home and away. But I've noticed. I think Wigan Warriors. They've got about seven away games on the bounce now. Do they have? I think a lot of the, the ones who share with football teams have the pitches reseeded, don't they? Stuff like that in the summer. So that's how it must must work. But uh, but it does. It seems like ages since we last played a played a home game. So it'd be good to get back there at the AJ Bell. Good weather on a Sunday as well, and, and hopefully there'll be a big crowd there. You know, people haven't been for a few weeks, and we played well at St Helens. So looking forward to it. it should be a good afternoon. Yeah, uh, give us your score prediction, Paul. Uh, what did I put on? I can't remember what I put this week. I think I went for a close one. I'll have to make this one up. I can't remember what I put my League Express. Um, I'll go Salford. Salford 30. Leeds 16. Is there a story behind that? Um, no. <laughs> Ken T. Old score. Again, back to Ooh. scoring ways. Okay. So I'm going to go Salford to win. I'm going to go Salford 40, Leeds 6. 
Brooks, Brody Croft with a hat trick. Be nice that. Mm-hmm. He played well again against St. Helens, didn't he, Brody Croft? Yeah. I thought he played really well in that game. They, they they struggled to deal with him, Saints, didn't they? So we can do that to Leeds. I mean, I don't think Leeds' defence is as good as Saints, so uh, we cause them all sorts of problems. I mean, you look at Saints' defence, I think they're averaging like 10 points a game, aren't they conceding, which is awesome. But we gave them all sorts of problems. We can do that to Leeds. I think we can score points against them. Makes you think, though. Let's say we don't know whether Marks needs fit or not because the uh, the club haven't put out the 21-man team yet, uh, squad yet. Uh, but if he is fit... Do you stick or do you twist? I'd stick. Well, Paul Rolly told us after the Saints game that he wouldn't be fit to the cast game, didn't he? Yeah. He said he'd be definitely back for the cast game, but whether something's changed in the last four, he could have done, I suppose, couldn't he? But mm. no, I don't think I'd change it. I think Brody Croft and, and Atkins seem to work well together. And for me, Croft has taken on the the free reign, if you like, hasn't he, since Sneed's not been there and, and been the main man. And I think that's the sort of game Brodie Croft wants to play. I think he wants to be the main the main guy. So, I, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one, Matt. He's a quality player, quality goal kicker, but do you stick? I would. I'd, I'd keep it the same and, and, and give him a, a chance in a home match and, and see how they go this week. Yeah. So, that's the end of this uh, week's podcast, Paul. Uh, a quick hit, but a good hit. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, we, we, we missed one last week, didn't we? So, you know, it's been nice to get back on and looking forward to the weekend and, and looking forward to a home game as well. I, I'm, I'm excited for that. So, uh, hopefully we get Parky on with us next week. I mean, he's he's knee-deep in uh, wallpaper isn't yeah. he? And, and, and what have you at the moment. He's, he's struggling a bit, the lad. Yeah, if anyone, anyone sees him walking around B&Q, um, thoughts and prayers, I think. That's what he needs. That's what he needs. <laughs> So that's the end of this week's uh, podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this week's uh, show. Uh, I'm Brad Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devon the Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you soon. <laughs>